Hello and welcome to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. My name is Brian Stone and I'm the associate editor at Bank Automation News. Joining me today is Jocelyn Poole, Senior Director of Data Governance at Security.ai. Jocelyn discusses how elimination of silos can help with data organization at banks, what tools and solutions banks are utilizing to organize data, and what data points banks are looking for to collect and organize for business case uses. So you've got your baseline data that banks need to collect and organize in terms of sensitive data, which is uh, usually PS, BCI or um, PII. Um, so that's your baseline, but then they also are looking at business metadata that they want to discuss. In the olden days, you might have someone who, like me, they would say, oh, Jocelyn knows all about this data set. But, you know, companies have such a massive load of data now, there's really no one who can hold it on their head. And so they need some sort of artificial intelligence or some way to collect all of that baseline data that says, yeah, I'm sensitive data. And then all that contextual business data as well needs to be tagged and connected to the baseline data sets. So how can financial uh, institutions ensure that they have proper data management? Yeah, so um, we're kind of at an interesting inflection point where a lot of banks and financials um, still use what has been the industry standard of declared human-centered addition of data. So a couple of things, they'll point towards um, a list of uh, data sets and they will probably put that in Excel and send it to individuals who then kind of re- go through and tag it by hand. And that really worked well uh, before the explosion of cloud data. But now there's so much data and there's so much to know uh, that most banks and financial institutions are looking for some sort of artificial intelligence or machine learning that can probabilistically guess what's in that data can give them a sense of where the dark data is and then uh, has a kind of overview approach of integrating everything you can find in your structured data warehouses, in your on-prem data, in that new you know, fancy real-time uh, streaming. And so the needs, the obligations are rising, but also the, um, the multiplicity of data stores, types of data um, are so great now that you must use tools of some kind to investigate that data and identify uh, what's sensitive across all of these stores. Yeah, that, that actually sort of leads into my next question. I'm glad you, you mentioned tools. From a technology perspective, are there specific tools or solutions that banks should be looking at in order to, I guess, not only collect the data, but to accurately you know, organize it as well? Yeah, I have a particular sensitivity around this since I was a practitioner trying to collect and identify sensitive data in my past lives. Uh, So it's really important, I think, to uh, remove silos. As you're going through this process, you know, there's going to be a data always requires a ton of thought work and rework and, you know, multiple points of contact. But um, big organizations like banks really have to focus on doing data management and governance, doing, protecting their data in a way that um, is both accurate and complete. And you can't do that with a bunch of silos. Um, so let me just summarize the last six years of data. So everyone was like, yes, let's take our data to the cloud. Let's democratize data. And then the shoe dropped. Uh-oh, we've got to govern this data. We've got to protect it. And we really aren't clear on what's inside it. And what you're seeing in banks right now is you'll have the retail bank group creating their own silo of data management with their own rules for data. You'll see the auto finance people doing the same thing. And what happens there is it's not just a silo technically, it's a silo of data policies. 
if you have slightly different rules for what constitutes sensitive data, for what I want to do with it downstream to protect it, over time in a large organization, you have this kind of drift. And it is not uncommon for uh, banks to not be able to answer simple questions, such as how many accounts did we open? How many uh, commercial real estate deals do we have uh, in the pipeline? Uh, because of this kind of data drift that comes from silos. Piggybacking off of that, how common is it for banks not to be able to answer those sort of questions? Well, close your ears, my banking friends, but I think it's pretty common. Uh, it certainly has been true in a lot of different organizations that I've worked with, uh, not just in my, my, my past resume, but I've partnered with a lot of banks and financials through my um, career. And it's very typical that even for like core data, you might expect to be easily summarized. It's very difficult because you have so many silos that have no unified approach to how the policies for protection, the policies of who should access it. If you don't have that unified, things start changing uh, in ways that you can't really see in the data. And that's why it's really important. Whatever tool, you know, as I said, you kind of can't do it by hand anymore. You've got to use a tool. Whatever tool you pick has to help you fit over your whole organization in a unified way that avoids these kind of silos. Otherwise, the answers could be wrong. So that that sort of rolls actually into my next question as well. How, how important is this unification of data controls? Well, yeah, as I just mentioned, you know, I'll, I'll, I, we, we, it's got risks we want to avoid, right? Uh, in terms of um, obfuscating the ability to be accurate and make sure you meet all your data obligations. The flip side of the coin is it slows down innovation and it can slow down uh, your ability to grab revenue, which you know all businesses, but especially banks and finance, really care about. Uh, innovation has never been more important at banks. Um, you know, we've got a huge fintech sector coming on. We've got a lot of new thinking about how people interact with banks. It's incredibly important for them to innovate quickly. Use um, you know the most advanced. All this data has to feed into the most advanced tools for underwriting. The most advanced tools for new cross. Uh, cutting offers across all of their um, banking um, assets like mortgage or retail. All of that stuff is fed by having a correct usable set of data under the hood. So you can sort of think about what's really important about having the right tools in a unified approach is that it unlocks all the things that people want to do with their data to capture revenue. So it's interesting that you mentioned fintechs. Uh, I wanted to, to get your, your thoughts on this. So we're now some time removed from you know everything that happened with silicon valley bank and signature bank and and banks like that how how important for smaller i guess community regional you know financial institutions how important is it to make sure that their uh data is all properly connect collected and organized i think it's of course i'm going to say it's the most important thing <laughs> I think you're focusing kind of on this regional com component and people who might be audited at the drop of the hat, uh, people who have to be ready perhaps to be investigated uh, for an acquisition or um, some way that they may um, want to collaborate with another bank or buy another bank. In that case, you have to think about your, um, you know, often cyber risk is evaluated as a, a liability uh, when a bank's um, posture or health is evaluated. Uh, similarly, uh, sensitive data is now really part of that investigation of what are the li true liabilities of a company. And we're even seeing uh, more uh, M&A firms looking at the degree to which a company or bank has um, managed their sensitive data as um, a negotiating 
point in acquisitions. Has the collection and organization of data, you know, we've talked about what's been done in the past. Has this always been a big focus for banks or is this becoming now even a bigger priority? And if if so, why? Yeah, it's becoming a bigger priority. Um, it's always been a priority, right, to protect personal data. I mean, that's been 20 years, right? But it was very easy. In the old-fashioned, straight-through data warehousing world, we had just structured data, straight-through tools. Uh, it was not distributed across the cloud. You didn't even really have um, that many different teams using it. You might have one analytics team. And so definitely was always been important, but the degree of difficulty of meeting those obligations now is like much, much more difficult because you have so many environments, so many data types, and now it's, you know, your data is even distributed to the cloud. It's even being used uh, in complex data sharing arrangements. Um, so it's more difficult than ever. And then I cannot emphasize enough, it can't be understated. The, the volume of data and how fast it's changing, right? Um, and I'll give you an example. In the mortgage business, we used to have like 60 days to um, you, you work with all the data, make sure it was correct, distribute it to people for analysis, and it was a long pipeline. Today, you have to do underwriting in sub-second speed, and um, that really requires uh, this exceptional no notion of what data you can use or not use in any given uh, moment of your business transactions. You've been listening to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Please follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. And as a reminder, you can rate this podcast on your platform of choice. Be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com.